what we need to get into is this this professional this this uh, professional fish off between you two. You don't want that. I said, I I said, I said, I said, you got a nasty cork Fred hit it hard. Yeah, on the top. That's right. it, that's right. it, that's it. Ah! Morning, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still standing. Don't try to make it, just let go. Ah, just let go. Ah, too hot. About to hide the cork. There it is. Yeah, you just gotta let it go. I'm a natural. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way up in it, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I thought they here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way up in it, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Man, it's back on the pivot. You know what I mean? This man really needs no introduction, but we're going to have to let the people know. We got a Hall of Fame in the building. Warren Sapp. Sitting down with the boys on the pivot, Freaky Fred, Channing. And man, look, I'm mad at you. When we sat down, the first thing I had in mind was, dang, Hall of Fame defensive linemen don't use lotion. <laughs> but hey, 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 but then, but before it started, look at he's like, hey man, y'all give me, y'all give me some lotion, man. Y'all give me some. Stop it. I did TV just like you did, brother. You got to put something on your head, boy, so you'll look like you've been punching flowers, but. D-linemen do not use lotion. We do not. We wake up and we go. It's At some point in the Florida sun, I'm going to get a little perspiration going on. Look, immediately go hit this thing. It'll shine up. But, boy, that lotion make you sweat. I ain't doing it. That's, that's true. So I, I want to go back a second. I want to pivot uh -oh. and reverse really quick. Although Ryan did give you a pretty good intro, I want to say this because later in the, in the show or in the interview, I want to point out something. So I'm going to give you your due. Super Bowl champ, NFL Defensive Player of the Year, 99, four times All-Pro, seven times Pro Bowl, 1990s All-Decade Team, 2000 All-Decade Team, Tampa Bay Ring of Honor, Lombardi Award, Bronco Nagurski Trophy, Big East Player of the Year. You, you, you've gotten everything. Gotta get that to you. you. You've gotten everything. You say that like I'm dead. Stop that. <laughs> that was the obituary, right? That's your obituary right now. I, I, I don't. God rest his soul. I don't say it Ooh, like that. Who you giving some chill, buddy? I, I don't say it like that. No, no, no. I understand what you said. But said. if you want to get into it, that's what it is. That's what it is. 99 I mean, versus 99, then. Hey, listen. I hear a lot of talk about this kid in L.A., Aaron Donald. You got the numbers to back it up. You got you got everything. I love the way this kid played the game, but if you gonna sit with me, Bruce Smith, Johnny Randall, and them killers, Richard Dent, and all them at the hall, you can't be swimming in the run game. At, the, at one point in that game, when Cincinnati ran, they got that cut back, and Nixon cut that thing back, I'm like, that's the play right there. If they'd have stayed with that play and not ran with Burrow, and went with Joe Burrow throwing this ball, they got something cooking. Because he was at a point in that game, because I've been there, when they throw in the kitchen sink at you, and you ain't making a play. You just got to stay disciplined in what you're doing. And I watched him swim out of that thing. I said, oh, shit.
we could have trouble. Then he went out of bounds and they punched him in the face and woke him up. I'm like, oh, you, you got a whole different animal in your hand now. Warren, you, you don't think, though, like, you kind of started that? You know, there was the time in ball where the D-tackle had to be big and you had to oh, be yeah, a two-gap. Oh, yeah, run stopper. Yeah, uh. you, 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 you were the guy that started making plays in the backfield, going back door and using listen, your speed brother, to get listen, the guy. Listen, brother. My brother always said to me, the girls come to see the damn quarterback. So if you run the quarterback, damn the running back, damn Fred. Fred will do what he do. Fred is conditioned to be able to be hit by 11 men every play and still come back and run that thing like he run it. I want that quarterback. I want him to turn it down. I want when you look in it to go, oof, yeah, that's me. Because the hits and the pounding that a quarterback takes, it affects him. You can't tell me. That pressure they talk about, man, come on, man. The man woke up under pressure. Give me a damn break. <laughs> pressing, pressing on bust up a PVC. And ain't none of us made out of no PVC. Hell yeah. You're going to have to apply pressure that is you on his ass. And when you're getting on him, there's nobody better than Aaron Donald right now. But it's just his run game. That's all. Are That's you all. better than Aaron Donald? No. Were you better than Aaron Donald? I would like to see him play against Randall McDaniel, Larry Allen, Will Shields, and Brian Young. Those are the best four guards I've ever went against. And then Kevin Kogan, Guy McIntyre. I can keep naming them for you. Right. I can't name nobody he rushing. It's a different game now, though. I can't name nobody he rushing. I don't give a damn what game it is. I know it's different because the middle of the field is wide open. There's an autobahn. We got kids running through that don't know if it's man zone or what. It used to be called a bang eight for a reason. I remember the coach used to talk to him. Boy, get big right here on the field. Get big right here because... Catch it or not, they go hit your ass. <laughs> yeah. That was the rule we lived by. Yeah. You gonna get hit going across. That's why Andre Reed was so valuable. That's why Chris Carter was so valuable. They could circumnavigate that thing. Catch it, get down. You couldn't hit them. These kids running across that door <laughs> look like they're at Disneyland. I'm like, boy, this ain't Disneyland, boy. You better be careful, boy. You get hurt going across the middle of that field. That's precious real estate. But they've opened it up, and I, I don't mind the game now because it used to be when we played, if we ran it 30 times, we won the game. Now, we're going to throw it 30 times coming out the gate. If we get into any kind of game, we're going to throw it 35 to 40. We get in the shootout, we're going to go 45, 40 to 45. And no, I mean. What the Warren sack, uh, sack totals look like oh during a game God, like today? Boy, though? I would have loved to hunt that thing right now, dog, because when it got to the end of that, that Super Bowl, I looked at Von Miller in 99, I said, this over. I was on the phone with a Hall of Fame voter. He was like, man, you crazy. Joe Burrow finna dry this thing. I said, Joe Burrow can stick this ball up his ass. These boys coming. I promise you this. <laughs> Them two rushes Von Miller had, dog, I don't know how he got the first one off and the second one he threw up in the stand. Then the third one they tried to head it off and your boy hit him down low, got him good, 91. The nose tackle. That whole unit played like they had to for four plays and got out of there with a championship. That's what I loved about it. And talking about you, what about that 0-2 team? Oh. That was you, Brooks, oh. Lynch, Ron Day was over there. That's I a special loved group. the but, That's a but group. would it be just as good in this day and age? I think we'd be better. Why is that? Who's gonna block me? <laughs> they couldn't block you back there. No, but no, but, just... then, but but you know, I don't have Guy McIntyre, Larry Allen, Randall McDaniel in my division. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't name me Minnesota's. Guards. You can't name me Atlanta Falcons guards. I remember I had LaCharles Bentley Ooh. and the other guy. Yeah, see what I'm saying? Put me down sleep in, in New Orleans. Down, down, down in New Orleans, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. was nasty about it. Who's that guy now? Richie Incognito would kick you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the game that we played was a different game. 
And I would love to put Rondé Barber in that slot right now with some of these little kids. Boy, Rondé's a monster. Shannon mentioned that O2 team. And I'm, this is a drama show for me. So this is <laughs> how I'm coming. Come on with it. Listen, Dungey's team or Gruden's team? One's a champion and one's not. That makes it simple. Dungey taught us how to win. Gruden allowed us to win. I'll give y'all a story. Every third preseason game, Monty Kiffin would come in there, boy, with a hard on like you would never know, because you know you got to play into the third quarter. Man, I walked in Gruden's, I used to go in Gruden's office every morning at 7 o'clock in between 7 and 8 before the quarterback meeting. Man, I walked in there that day, I was like this here. He's like, he went and turned the light on, because he normally have a jet black dog. He turned the light on. He's like, what's the matter? You know, because I come in with energy. You know me, I love life. You know, I'm finna come in this thing. I ain't no reason to be moping around. Come on, man, let's get this thing on and let's get to work. So he's looking at me like, what's the matter? I'm like, man, it's the worst week of my life. What happened? The, the wife ain't leaving, you know? <laughs> and you the know, first thing always the first day, you know? The first day, the old lady leave, boy, you out on the street. You ain't getting no sleep. You don't know what to do. You know how this goes. Don't get kicked out of the house, fellas. Nobody. <laughs> but that wasn't it, though. I said, no, nah, man, this week three, man. Money Kiffin finna go in here with this, this tirade and this, this playing to the third quarter. The group said, what? You kidding me? I didn't come here to watch you play in no preseason game. I said, well, you got to stop this, because <laughs> he's going to do it. Nobody's ever said he can't do it. What? Gruden hyped up, done got red in the face. I'm like, yeah. So now we're in the meet, and Money go fired up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He going. I said, whoa, 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 Money. I said, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. Hold on, I'll be right back. Boy, I ran out of that thing. I ran in that quarterback, b room. I opened that door. I said, get your ass in there. <laughs> closed the door and ran back so he didn't know I went to go get it. I said, go ahead. You ready? So he went to talk, and I could see Coach come by the DB room. Then he came to Brooks' room. He opened the door, and he was like, yes, sir, we're going to go into the third quarter. Gruden said, the hell we are. <laughs> Brooks looked over at me and said, what did you do, Bear? I said, I turned it off. <laughs> I turned it off, dog. Man, I, I said, I got a whole another two weeks I can play now, man. Correct. A preseason game that means nothing to nobody That's except right. him, because it's about stats. Great. Well, that third preseason game, you for a good quarter and a half. You want to no, know what we you used to come out and that was after halftime. Yeah, every team did. That's the dress rehearsal. There's the dress rehearsal. Dress rehearsal. Let me get a Hall of Famers. They do. Did y'all really need to play in the preseason to go out there week one and ball? Let's be honest. Neither one of y'all. You either. You either. I'm with you. Them preseason game one shit. The worst thing ever, dog. They were collecting hot dog, coke money, and parking money on us, dog. That's bad, man. And giving us a thousand dollars a week, man. Well, now, now that that was the thing to me about the preseason. You go out, you play these games as hard, and when we out there, like we we want to take you care of play. each other, but you scared that the other man don't understand that, right? Like Freddie T was telling me a story. He got banged up in the preseason. So if I'm out there, that was you, Chan. No, that was me. No, no, I'm telling you, I took a shot on you in the preseason. Yeah, you got it. No me. way. <laughs> yeah, he took a shot. I said, damn, young scrapper. I'm thinking my game. Yo, you yo, you, 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 got, you got to prove it that you there. I was a puppy, and this is Fred Taylor. This is the OG, UF, all that stuff. I got one for y'all. And he... How, how y'all feel about the Pro Bowl? Oh, this... Oh. Terrible. I'm going to tell y'all my first Pro Bowl experience. I walk into the meeting room with the big old thing that got all the balls that they sent around to sign. Derek Thomas came over this shoulder and Cortez, God bless his soul, came over this shoulder and said, 9-11 or 1-11-1. I said, what is that? Bar tab. I said, bar tab? 
9 to 11, 11 to 1. I said, 9 to 11. Because I remember looking at the schedule. Practice at 8.30. And we going first at the NFC, so they got to be behind us, right? <laughs> Steve Mariucci is the coach in his first year coming to the Pro Bowl. So I 9 to 11. Brooks took 11 to 1. We the first two they go after. So we signing the balls, doing our one, two things. So we wake up the next morning, go to the breakfast at 8 o'clock. Dad Thomas walking that thing, but still looking like last night. God bless his soul, too. <laughs> hey, y'all going to be done by, by 845, because we out of here by 9 o'clock, because Sap got the tab. I'm like, what the? I said, all right, then. We go out over the field, though, 830. We stretch it. Him, Cortez, and a couple more from the AFC come out with they shoulder pads, just a helmet, just a helmet in hand. Hey, Coach, how much more you got? We in stretch. <laughs> <laughs> we in stretch, dog. Just know this. We was at the bar at 9.05. At the pool bar. At not, and then in the game, Kevin Kogan and Neil Smith are fighting with five minutes left in the first quarter. They got eight security people in between them, escorting them to the locker room. They still trying to get at each other. I'm talking about a brawl right in the middle of the stadium, dog. I've gone from a brawl in the stadium to, boy, I can't even turn that on right now. Boy. Right. I think the difference in between, like, those times is what these boys get paid now. Like, these boys get paid different, and everybody's thinking about futures. Everybody's thinking about reps. It's not the same game it was when you were there. When I went to the Pro Bowl, I almost knocked myself out on boy, kickoff team. Boy, you got to prove that you belong here, boy. This, this, this is your ticket. Why, but why you, why you got to prove that now, though? Is it the though? money or is it the mentality? Because I think mentality. them boys these days are different than we were. Well, it's the mentality, but it's also, too, though, they don't, they don't feel the same need that we felt to prove it to these yeah. three people, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Because now yeah. you got everybody on Twitter telling you you're great. You got all, all the outside media yeah. telling you you got an army behind you. For us, I wanted Fred Taylor to walk off the yes. field and be like, 2-5 yes. could go. Uh-huh. That was all we cared about. If you picking a team, you taking nine nine on that front. If you picking one, you want me on the front. That's that's Speaking all. Speaking of picking teams, though, Fred talk about being messy. Who you got, Strahan or Simeon? They're two different positions. Because y'all might not know this, the right tackle is the weakest of the five. Unless he's a Leon Cersei. Or he's uh, Willie Anderson right, or right, uh, right. Walter Jones up there or Jackie Slater. You know, that's exceptional. Naturally, naturally. No, no, but naturally in any old line, that would be the weakest one. Right. We talking about over here, we talking about <laughs> Anthony Munoz, you know, uh, John, Jonathan Ogden, Orlando Pace, Willie Rofe. That's the type of monster you over there. And Simeon Rice is, <laughs> Nah, not rushing the pass. But a total game, Michael's got him there. No doubt about it. Michael's got him on a total game. But just rushing the passer, there ain't a final. That's the sack master. That, Boy, I called him the praying mantis, dog. He was down in the stand and switched legs on me one time I looked. I said, what the heck? <laughs> I had never been around an athlete like that. You know, I was normally the guy up front. You know, I had Reagan Upshaw, who was good at what he did, Cheedy, Eric Curry, uh, Brad Culpepper, you know, Chartrick Darby, you know, guys like that, Ellis Williams that I, I went to war with. But Simeon was something different, dog. Oh, the funniest thing was him sleeping at the beat. You remember that six-game stretch Mike Vick went on? That just looked like a video game when he ran through, throw the ball up in the stand. Where you was at, in college or high school? I was in college. <laughs> All right, college. Yeah. So, dog, no, we watching this. And Simeon, every time he came in the meeting, came in there with that Von Dutch hat on, some boots, half unbuckled pants. 
I say he's stripping that night or something, y'all. <laughs> I used to tell him, I said, no, he's stripping. Because as soon as he coming to me, we turn the lights off, he go to sleep. I mean, gone. So this, I mean, I mean Mike Vick cutting up on this third down reel. So I tapped him. I said, yo, dog, you might want to wake up and get some of this. So he, he wakes up and he watched three plays in a row. He put his hand up. You know, it's jet black, dog. Can't nobody see me. I looked over at him. I said, yo, man, you know you just yell it out. He don't care. Hey, hey, Marty. Hey, yeah, Sam here. He said, uh, is this like a, a highlight tape or something? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Dog, I looked over. I said, food is the third down reel. This every third down for the last six weeks. <laughs> the rest of the week, he was just like this here, dog. I, I never, I've never seen a man get this man's attention like Mike Vick got his attention, dog. Boy, it was something funny, dog. And, and to that story, man, because big Bucks fan, I talk to people and all the people, you know what I'm saying, the people persona of you, I thought you would be the sleep in the meeting guy. Oh, hell no. Because they said, even Ross said, Ross was like, Sapp ain't had to do all that working out. It was all natural for him. I thought you was the dude that just went out and played ball on Sunday. No. No. You, you, you grind. I had Brooks and Lynch behind me, and they were so damn cerebral about it. Brooks would be up all night long highlighting everything in the room. I'd throw the remote to him and be like, ah, go to sleep. I said, just yell it out loud if you want to talk to somebody. I hear you. Right. I mean, he be in there like, yeah, the, the two wides, they do this here, bullets on that. I mean, he going through it, dog. Yeah. So my natural thing is, let's get into it then. I, I knew the whole defense and everything, where everybody was. We never would not fix a defense before we got to the sideline. Yeah. By the time we got the money, we'd sit down and be like, you want to go over it, you can go over it, but we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. Why do you think? Because. It was my persona of it. Till now, listen to it's you. It's all good. Why do you th why do you think that people looked at the you that way? The big dumb lama. It's all good. Uh, not the talking, because if you ever heard me talk, you knew I was loquacious. And if I was loquacious, then I had a brain behind it, because you had to summon this up to be able to conjure it out. Not everybody's able to sit here and dibble and dabble and shoot the jab with you. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? I, I, that's. I mean, I'm the baby of six, and all my brothers and sisters were born in the '60s. I never got to touch the radio. I never won in the damn yard. Right. <laughs> Nothing, dog. My sisters were 10 and 5 years older than me. They whooped the hell out of me. So my brothers, 12, 9, and 7, when I got to play with somebody my own age, it's like taking candy from a baby, I like to say. But it was still work. So I didn't mind the work. But I wanted it, dog. Yeah. Because I sat there for the first four years, and I let Brad Culpepper call the games. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care. Well, I cared, but I didn't, you know. Ah, he got it. So now Rob Marinelli walks in and says, you got the games. I'm like, why? He's like, who else? Right. You got to call your own D-line game. I got to call it for everybody. It can't just be All for me. Four. I got to call it. Rock Log, you got the games over there. Give me something over there to send a slide in this way. Yeah. The whole nine yards. Then I taught it to Tommy Kelly at the end in Oakland. Damn. Well, see, what's crazy about that is because you were so different, like I always say, because you had small ankles. You know, cats yes. with, cats with kegels, small ankles. The kegels do not work in the Right, exactly. Pictures. You know, so it's, it's, so it's different when you see a dude who you know, who gets, who's getting in the backfield, you know what I'm saying? He's able to go back door and get front side. And so you get that perception of you. And then it was the fact that from your position, cats didn't talk like you. And so when you look at your team from a leadership standpoint, with all of those greats on your team, all of those Hall of Famers, who was the leader of that defense? We shared it. Because if you ain't got a front, a middle, and a back, and we did it through the middle. All three of us were in the middle. But we earned that because Hardy Nickerson was there before. Lonnie Marks was there before. You know, Martin Mayhew, Slim Dim. Thomas Everett was a champion coming from Dallas to us. Barney Bussey went to the Super Bowl with the Cincinnati Bengals. 
we learned from some old school rigid dudes that <laughs> wouldn't allow us to skirt through. You know, wouldn't allow us not to come to the meeting. Wouldn't now allow us to stay after practice and teach us how to watch film. We had a real good group of old dudes that showed me and Brooks and Lynch how to be professionals. And then Tony Dungy, it was ridiculous. I mean, he brought that 1970s Chuck Noll Pittsburgh Steeler. You know, he looked at me and Brooks and said, you Joe Green and you Jack Ham. That's, that's, that's what I need out of you two. The first meeting. <laughs> and Brooks looks like, what? Them two names carry weight. I told Brooks, I said, Brooks, you know what Joe Green did? He said, what? I said, 10 straight Pro Bowls. Four world championships and two defensive players of the year. I got my work cut off of me, buddy. <laughs> I said, this man, Woo. and the greatest commercial we know. With greatest commercial known to man, yeah. I said, thanks. Thanks, coach. Being who you are, right, and, and kind of some of the personality things that we talked about, whether it be during your career or post-career, do you think that made some people feel like you were difficult to deal with? And because, like, you know, so like how you say you're, you're running Gruden office and be like, nah, man, like, you got to come do this. And then you in the TV world. And sometimes I know how it is on TV. They telling you, you got to say this, or, or this is where we want to go with that. And I'm in the space where I'm like, I'm not doing it. If I, I was very, to... very fortunate. I was very fortunate. We had NFL Network, and it was a baby. NFL Network wasn't even being shown at the NFL office in New York at the time. It didn't happen until the giant... New England game at the end when they were undefeated and they were putting it on NFL Network and they had to cross it over to a network. That's when it first broke into New York. So I was very fortunate with Weinberg and some of the bosses I had. They never said, you can't say this or, or go this route. Only thing they told me I couldn't say is, you need to be shot. <laughs> I said that one time. <laughs> it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was watching y'all do something. Somebody did something bad. I said, Dick LeBeau is a Hall of Famer, 81 years old. If you're going to play like that for Dick LeBeau, you ought to be shot. <laughs> <laughs> they jumped in your ear then? I got called in the office. I got called in the office. Warren, you can't say you're going to shoot somebody or air. I'm like, I didn't say. I said, yeah, I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've been very, very fortunate. But I always say, I'm not difficult to work with if you got a straight plan that you ain't with the bullshit. Because minus the bullshit, life's great. If you have an agenda that you want to get to and you're not telling me about this agenda, then I have an issue with that. Because I'm not a child and you're not dragging me somewhere I don't want to go. So let me know what you want to lay out and I'll let you know how I want to attack this. If you don't like that route, go the other way. Because when we first started, it was just me and Marshall. Okay. It was me and Marshall with Spiro in the middle of us. We were damn near fighting on TV first thing in the morning. I mean, and that's what Highland wanted. He wanted a combative, you know, back and forth kind of thing. And then we got Steve Mariucci on there that became the coach. So then I figured it out. I'm like, all right, there's the coach. He's got the offense. I can do the defense. So I figured out what TV was, so we started making good TV. But when I first got in, they wanted us at each other. So I don't mind that because my resume is set. You, you can't dig up 9-9 at the grave. He ain't getting no more sacks. He ain't getting no more nothing. He's done. So you can't tarnish that for me. So I'm, I'm real sane with who and what I was. So the talk back and forth really was fun for me. I, I loved it. I mean, what? Are there know? any regrets or do you, you know, is there something that maybe the media portrayed you as that you probably would want to take a there's moment two, out and put out? There's, there's two things that I, that, I, that I wished would never happen. A night in Arizona and Jerry Rice getting hurt on August 31st, 1997. That pinky right there. It's twisted for a reason. ACL, Jerry took him out. No more Pro Bowls. Broke all his little streak that had. That, that's it for me. From a, for me. from a football standpoint, football though, and feel, off, on you, and off. You feel some. You feel some way about hurting Jerry, but why? Like that's 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 part of the game. Not that one though. 
Not that one, because it was a penalty. It was a penalty. And my hand got up high, and I got him. I caught his face mask. We talking about the goal. That, just get up. Just get up and let's continue this game. That, that's the one play. If I can turn, I, I turn that. Have you ever told him that? Yeah. At the Pro Bowl. He, when he came back, the, my second Pro Bowl, he came back the next year. <laughs> I remember this like yesterday. He walked over to me and put his hands on my shoulder because I was at the bar because somebody else had the bar tab this time. <laughs> so he hit me. He said, what's up, big fella? And I turned around, and I had chill bumps. I said, yes, Jerry. He said, don't say nothing. We good, baby. I said, man. He said, I know. He, you wish I just got up and we just kept. I said, that's exactly. He said, now you got to go tell my wife, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the key. Yeah. I had to go across the pool and go see Jackie, the wife. So. Once, once she said, she looked in my face, she said, I can see you sincere. Where your mama at, boy? I said, her and the baby's the only way down. She said, boy, I love a man that loves his mama and his, his babies. I said, that's what I got with me. So I crossed over to the wife's side, and me and Jerry been good. We was teammates in Oakland after that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one play. That one in the night in Arizona off the field. And, and with that, the night in Arizona, <laughs> and not going into details, unless you, I want to. There's always wanna... two sides, and then you're dead and real. So yeah. I, I leave it at that, because I'm never, Ever. Jesus Christ was the only perfect person to walk the earth. And they put him on a cross for our sins. So me and you is fair game. But I, we always try and get back to the younger players. Is there any, any message from that? There's five things Tony Dungy told us, and I remember this like yesterday. Let's get it. keep you off the cover of the USA Today. Let's go. Out past 12 midnight, plus 15 on speed limit, going 15. Drugs or guns, alcohol, or women you know too well or not well enough. Mm. Look at your boy Higgs. 156 miles an hour at 2 in the morning with a gun, a chick, and drinking. He hit the five. When Allen Iverson got pulled up that time, 93 miles an hour at 2 in the morning with a gun. Only thing he didn't have was the drug, alcohol, or some of that. It's the five. Tony Dungy laid that thing out for his dog, and I'm telling you, that thing will keep hitting you over and over and over again, man. Why did you start that by saying they ain't going to listen? Do you have, you have an example? Like, I know you oh, go and talk to the it, kids and all. You, you don't think they're they going to listen to you? Bro, Hall of Fame now. Dog. You don't think you can get to them? You know how many brothers done called my phone and said, dog, I want to work out with you? And I said, dog, come on down to Miami, man. Let me know you want to go to Baba Terry or wherever you want to go, the high school, Central, Northwest, wherever you want to go. Just make sure we got the bags and you ready to work, cause you get me out of my bed and I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, I'm coming. I mean, that's, that's just what I do. So I've watched them get the phone number, never call. I see them again. Oh, dog, dog, I'm gonna call you. I'm calling. Dog, I'm not a chick. It's okay. You ain't gotta chase this. <laughs> you ain't gotta chase this. I'm not that attractive. I, I promise you, I'm not. Certain certain ones like it, but hey, don't chase this. If you want it, meet me halfway and then we'll do it. But I've watched too many. Cause they got Google. This is what I always tell them, Ryan. Google where you ask questions. Fred, Charlie Crowder, and Ryan and Warren is where you get answers. Cause we've done this. We've walked that walk. We've seen this. Right. But they're too interested in likes, views, followers, <laughs> and, and what the brand is gonna be. You can't have a brand or a career until you start one, son. It's too easy. They, they will find a new one next year. I promise you. It's so crazy in, in listening to you, and it makes me wonder, is this, is this the Hall of Fame wisdom talking, 
or did you even grasp that when you played? And I hate no, that... No, there's a 49-year-old that, that, that went through a lot of sh and watching his baby come home with a master's degree and, you know, raising six kids. I mean, you, you learn so many things by living in life. Not by talking about it, not by Googling it, but living and talking to other men who've lived it. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got a reservoir of 100 Hall of Famers that I can call at any time and they'll pick up the phone and it's like they long lost brother on the phone. I mean, I'm getting in conversation with Willie Lanier, <laughs> uh, Burnham, before he passed, the first black player to play in the ACC. You know, Mel Blunt. You know, Mel Blunt, I love Mel Blunt, boy. Well, Mel Blunt, old lady love me. You know what I'm saying? Tony Dorsetto, you know, I know the wives. So when you watch them do what they do and how they, how they maneuver, I was young, dumb, and full of calm. Yeah. I was spitting fire and going through this thing, kicking ass and taking names. Let it be what it's going to be, because the sun will come out tomorrow. And if not, just make sure you spell it right on the back end. Wow. <laughs> I think for, for me, Warren, that's kind of what we try to do on this show. One is be transparent, which, oh, no, you, which, 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 which you've always been. No, I love y'all. I love y'all. Boy, with the, when y'all came to the pivot, I say, how do I get in the pivot? Cause I used to be a power forward, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had a thousand point, thousand rebound. Boy, I make that thing shake down there, boy. You talk about that, and I, I know we kind of backtracking here, though. Yeah. You, you went to one of the greatest football universities in the world, but it wasn't that before you. It was pretty damn good. Yeah, but you guys built it, and then y'all had a second run. And, you know, I don't know who hasn't watched the 30 for 30. That you... <laughs> that's, not, that's not even possible. Yeah, I don't know who hasn't watched it. So when you identify you know, having won a Super Bowl but also having had that great college career at a place you chose, who do you identify with more? Is, is Warren Sapp a hurricane or is Warren Sapp a buccaneer? First, I'm a blue daughter because I can't never forget my roots of a popka. You know, I came off a dirt road, so... First, I'm a blue daughter, APK for life. That, that, that'll never change. I bleed orange and green because that's, they taught me at Green Tree what it is to be a man, how to suck it up. You know, two days in the middle of a Miami heat in the 90s was nothing nice. But then as I get to a, be a pro, I'll be on my ship flying both flags. And both of them is a Raider with crossbows. You know what I'm saying? It's like a Jolly Roger, my old Jolly Roger. So, you know, I'm on my ship flying both flags with the K's up front and the APK in the back. I'm on four. There's nothing that will ever, ever distinguish my love for those four places because that was home. So everybody knows the story, what Miami was turning into in the 80s, you know, the cocaine cowboys era, That's that whole thing. Bro. But Were you about to lie or you said... You about, you about to say it never happened? No, no, it's true. Everybody knows the story. But playing at the U... Not money on the sidelines shit never happened. Luke ain't give out no money like so that. So this is where I'm going. Luke cheap. Playing at the <laughs> U in the 90s, you got South Beach over there. No, no, no. Let me, let me help you. We had nothing but Penrods, which is Nikki's Beach now. Yeah, it's no, true. No, no, no. You didn't go to South Beach unless you were looking for cocaine or you were lost. No, that, that was the rule they told us, dog. We, we rose up. Art Deco started in 93. Right. We watched Wet Willie's open up. I mean, all that. It was not there. These kids got a hope. We had Luke's Miami Beach and Penrods. That was it. And Luke's was a Sunday night, pop that thing contest, and we got in free because you had your championship ring. I mean, the Dolphins would, would tag on with us. Hey, dog, get me in. <laughs> I done heard that story a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. Well, an 18-year-old kid yes. is getting the all-pro wide receiver with a into the championship club. Ring? Yes. That's wild. That's your team. 
Oh, yeah, no, and I heard that from the actual Dolphins. Yes. My, my daddy played. My daddy got yes. drafted in 74. Trust me, he yes. Down. He was like, yeah, them young boys, they, they had it on lockdown. Oh, it was locked. It was locked, dog. We had parades going down Flagler, baby. That thing was serious, boy. Serious. Yeah. Never paid, never bought a meal. Who carries the torch as the greatest hurricane of all time? Now, that's, that's questionable because we did a Mount Rushmore. And for me, it's Jerome Brown for the D-line. Okay. Because that's the... That's everything. Receivers have got to be Michael Irvin. The playmaker is the playmaker. Quarterback is Vinny Testaverde. Outside of throwing six picks in the, <laughs> in the Fiesta Bowl, <laughs> but it's Vinny Testaverde. That's the first million dollar dude up in Tampa. That's the reason why we had a colorblind thing at the combine. Y'all know this, right? Mm -mm. When they give you the thing at the combine and say, can you see it? Vinny Testaverde was colorblind. So he throwing to the wrong team because he Boy, can't see. Boy, you know them icicle orange uniform of the Bucks with white teeth? Vinny didn't know. <laughs> Let that thing go. <laughs> That's why we got the colorblind test at the combine. I'm telling you. And then for the DBs, is that read? Yeah. But it's Benny Blaze for me. Because right. yeah. Benny, oh my God, boy, if you ever watch Benny Blaze play, I'll be Benny Blaze just to stand over the top of. Boy. Killer. Oh, that, that, but there's so many more. Like I played with the Bermuda Triangle, which is Jesse Armstead, Mike Burrell, and Darren Smith. And then Gold Tuvo to the top and Darren Williams, one of the best safeties I've. Oh. I've ever played with in my life. So the ruthless posse, Lamar Thomas, Hashi Copeland, Kevin Williams, and Daryl Spencer. I mean, that's my first two years. We went 23 and one, back-to-back -back championship games and lost to Alabama. So But do great players attract other great players? They have to, don't they? We have to magnate to each other because I always I know this to be fact. The front and the back end work together. If my safety and me and my corner and my slot, we ain't on this same page to where he got three seconds. And that pump, I got to have the pump. Because if he pumps it and you jump it and he turns and goes, I got to be able to have be there. So I used to calm Runday down. <laughs> Second half, Runday. No, no, stop. I said, I know you see it. But if they pump, they jump, and they double me and they go up top, we down seven nothing, and now we fighting to get back. Yeah. We can't fight that game, Runday. Let's get up 10-7 on them, 10-3, whatever it is, and then you do it in the fourth quarter because now it means a lot more to him that that first down has to be made. You know, he can look this thing off in the first, but in the fourth, no. Nah, he knows his time. I got to let this thing go. And that's the place we used to make. Bruh, just listening to you, bruh. Why ain't you coaching? Or analyzing or doing something right now. Real talk, man. Like, on, why ain't you doing something? You, no, no, no. Have you, have you ever talked to Rod Wilson? Talked to Rod a lot of times. Dog, they don't want us there. Yeah. They don't want us there. They don't want people around them that know this game and who is unapologetic about knowing the game. Because I work with Derek, the, the wise kid from um, New England. Mm -hmm. He called me up out of the blue. Hit me on Instagram. I said, brother, come on down. Hey, we went a whole week. He hit me this week. I said, dog, I got a couple things to do. I, I got to take the old lady out of town. <laughs> I said, give me one week off, man. The old man, you know what I'm saying? The old man got a, got a schedule that was already locked in. You right, just right. you done broke in the middle of it, but I'll come right back to you. And I can see him progressing in just the week that we worked together. I mean, I don't have any problem. I don't want no hours. I can't. Right. I can't. You know how many hours they sit over there? I mean, shit, we used to show up at 7 and leave at 5, and they be just getting going. How many hours you sit on the boat fishing, though? Let's get into that. Hold up, now. We yeah, got a whole different it. animal now. Yeah, because but we got to get into boat, it because Chan hey, said he better than up, you. Hold on, hold on. He, he uh, that's what he that. said in there. 
It's okay. He ain't got a snowball's chance in hell. When I get on the boat, of what? a snowball's chance in hell. Of, of catching more fish, bigger fish. No, what you talking none about? None of that. More bigger. All day, how you want it? What Sam, you want? It? I fresh, know you fresh from the pot. I know you done fresh did the bass. Fresh or salt water? I, it don't matter. I, I catch one out of puddle, Sal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Come on with it. We gonna go. But my whole thing is, when I'm on the boat, I can't. I got one golden rule. I can't drink all day unless I start early. I can't do that at the job. You can't drink all day unless you start. Early. Unless I start early. What's early? What's early? Nine o'clock. Soon as I touch up. Soon as I get up, I got to drink. Leaving the door if I'm going fishing. I promise you, I got to drink in my hand. I ain't gonna drink and drive. I'm gonna let somebody else drive, but I'm gonna get a drink first thing in the morning. Cause I got two rules. I cannot drink all day unless I start early, and I ain't got a job, and I ain't got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> do you drink when you go diving? No. I mean, I don't, I, I've never no, no, been no. underwater. A, that, now that right there is my baby. Because whatever goes down does not have to come back up. You gotta make it come back up. Sal, got ass, man. What? A shark tore your ass up a couple years back, didn't it? I was being asked. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. No, I, I was going lobstering. And then when you go lobstering, you digging in things. You know, in little cracks, they down in there, like little roaches, they digging. Yeah. So I see the antennas as we go down, and we got a hookah hose. So I got the hookah hose in my mouth, so I ain't got no limit by how long I can stay down here. So I reach up underneath there, and I touch something soft, and I say, Jesus. And he turned, and I see the fin, and the nose was up there, and the tail was hanging out the back. And the lobsters was in there. I mean, two, ooh, two nice ones. <laughs> so I look and say, I can do it. <laughs> Grabbed him by the tail and yanked him out. So he came out and then he went to take off and get away from me. So me being the ass, I grab him. He's in full <laughs> extension. I'm like, I'm like, damn, where my GoPro at? <laughs> so I'm like, ain't nobody down here because I got the hookah hole. So, so I look up. And JC's coming down, the little 12-year-old that I'm doing this with. He like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like yeah. And what I'm doing, yeah, he's turning around to bite me. That's my scar right there. I had a shirt on. I had a long sleeve shirt. Like, yeah. Boy. And coach you. Well, you know they don't really want to eat you anyway. No, he wanted me off him. I was being an ass. Yeah, that's your fault. I got a 16-foot great white that swam over the top of us at the Dwayne. It's, it's like the third largest wreck down in the Keys, the USS Dwayne. Nice. Boy, this thing came by. I peed on myself. I definitely did. <laughs> I, I can't even lie. I just peed on myself. I'm sitting there just holding the thing, just peed on myself. <laughs> I mean, when you see the dog, 15, 15, 16 foot great white dog. Just, and then he had a, a school of barracudas behind him. I mean, like 100 barracudas behind him. Like, whatever you eat, we eating too. I'm like, well, y'all go ahead on. Let <laughs> me get out of here. Chan has a diving company in West Palm Beach. Yeah, SharkToursFL.com. We, we, we occasionally dive. We dive with you Hammerhead. Ryan. Ryan Walton. Yeah, yeah, you know that's Ryan? my man. Yeah. yeah. The Hammerhead guy, he goes to the Bombers. That's why I'm going to Bimini with him. With yeah, him? The Bombers, yeah. Yeah, him on the company. Yeah, that's my man. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small world, baby. Small world. One big family. Especially that diving. Now, that no, fishing. Small world. Million people oh, no, fish. Oh, no, not fish. But not too many people getting in no, that water. No, diving's a whole nother. Yeah. You certified? No, I just do the hookah. I don't even do the scuba now. I don't put no tanks on my back. Come on, dog. I don't put no tanks Look on my back. Look at that head. He goes straight down. I'm telling you. Just go down. You talking about the third lung? Yeah. But the third lung is all I need. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. That's what scuba stands for. You certified. You got the pool and all that. Advanced. Nitrock advanced. I went to Mexico, and so, like, I can't swim like that. I can okay. swim, like, I can swim enough. And so we decide we're going to go cave diving. 
right? No! And so, but when they said we was going in the cave, uh -huh. I thought it was the joint that you could walk. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that you could walk through, put your little floaty thing on, and you all good. So I was yeah, like, you cool. You put on a floaty. So I was like, cool. So we get there, though. First, he said, you got to watch the snakes and the jaguars. And I said, the only jaguars I fool with is Southern. I said, that's it, <laughs> Southern University. Yeah, I got you. And so we get in, and they gave me the joint off the plane, right? But y'all know how I am about COVID. You had to blow in it. So you know I wasn't finna blow in it like talk about. So I was, right? So we get there, and like, so it just dropped, right? So I'm, I'm falling to the bottom. I realized even when I blew it up, I don't float. You know what I'm saying? So every, time, so every time we get to a spot, they like, right here, you see this, you see this. And I would start sinking. But it's like other people, like kids in there and like other families. And you know, at the time, we rolled over, they taking pictures. Hey, you Ryan Clark, woo, 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 woo. So I'm trying to be tough. And everybody, my homeboy kept saying, you all right, P.I.? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. So then everybody swims. And they're like, come look at the light. So I swim over. It's a wrap. I'm finna be out of there. My homeboy wife was hanging on to the Uber. So she had her, her, her arm in the little loop. I'm floating to the bottom, dog. Finally, I, I rustled myself up. I didn't threw myself on the loop with her. She's like, boy, I told you get in this Uber. My damn goggles was cocked to the side like this. And everybody was like, RC, you all right? And at the time, like, I'm still, I'm still trying to be tough. But I thought I was finna die. So the fact that y'all go through, bro, and do that, Man, y'all can't have it. Y'all know I'm goofy as hell. I play around. When we fishing, I do the thing. I slap the back of your pole so you yeah, set yeah, the hook. Yeah, yeah. I play. Y'all know I play around. I tell everybody to go diving with me. Listen, don't be playing down there. At all. Don't touch my foot. Don't try to scare don't me. Do don't nothing. do nothing like that. That's that's death down it's there. It's a box. Yeah, that's death. Don't down play. There. Don't play with me in that water. So I'm about to do the show, right? The show's about pivot. <laughs> and I'm about to make a pivot that's way from diving, because it made me think about death because that's where I was. Years ago, you donated your brain to concussion research. And I know some people thought it was, because it was after the 2015 situation, and there were some people who thought, OK, this may be a ploy to get some good press. But you have gone on to many shows. You've been on with Malcolm Gladwell, whose books I've read. And you're really serious about helping the next generation understand what this game and what those things could do to football players. What made you dedicate yourself to that cause? I got very lucky. I ran into a friend that wasn't a friend at the time, but he is now, Chris Nowinski. And he was an ex-defensive lineman. And then he went on as a pro wrestler. And then he went back to Yale to become a doctor with the brain so he can figure out why he was having these mood swings and the different things that were affecting him. And then I met Dr. Cantor and um, uh, Dr. Malu and everybody that was associated with it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? We live in a, such an information age. Why ain't this the one thing that we all gonna get together and make better? Because we remember what Rydell was, right? Rydell was headache medicine. Right, yeah. Nobody wanted a Rydell when you first. First you time you got one. Nobody, no, no, Coach didn't like me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Rydell's the official helmet of the National Football League. How is that possible? That's something, yeah. Do you see the new helmet? Dog, it's like a, a, a tuxedo in that thing, boy. I saw Derek Carson had his name in it. I asked Buddy, I said, can you make me one? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just want one like this, just to be at the house, because it's like all of a sudden they turned on the switch, and now they care. But all of us that played it before, we got to enter. They got this new thing called HITS, H-T-S-S. -S. It's an online survey. If you've ever played football on any level, high school, college, semi-pro, anywhere, get on here, put this information in, because we got to get the answers to 
Because everybody's going to be affected differently. We all know that. Running back going to be affected differently. Because I see, you seen Tony Dorsett, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that almost makes you cry sometimes, dog. What? Boy? Because I've watched him in the last nine years of me going to the hall. Because I used to be a cowboy fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Robert Newhouse in front of him, the line bounce up and down. Raphael Septian was the kicker. That's, that was my life. I hated the Steelers. I don't mean to tell you that. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, but that, that, and that for me was the next thing because all of a sudden I was in front of John Elway. And I asked John Elway about doing his brand. And John looked at me and was like, what? And I said, you ain't gonna need it. <laughs> can't do nothing with it no more. Can't do nothing with it. They, they can't put it in a museum. You got your bus in Canton. Yeah. What? Let's donate it. I, I want y'all three to play it for me. I'm in. I'm That's in. what I'm saying. I want y'all three to play it because if we don't make this game better, then it's bound to be cracked, man. What do you say or suggest to parents who are skeptical of, of putting their kids in football? Don't do it until you got hair underneath his arm and hair around the little, you know, the family jewels. High school. High school. But it's I more than that, but... High school. No, no, because we're going to do baseball, basketball, tennis, critical thinking, chess, swimming. We're going to do everything that does not hit their head because that's when their brain is developing the most. In between that 10 to 14. That's when they're becoming an adolescent right there, a teenager. That's when that brain is developing. That's why we want them reading. That's why we want to open them up to books. That's why we want to open up to a whole new world because if you got a blank canvas and you paint with bold strokes, any of y'all seen a Picasso? Look like a damn six-year-old draw that sh don't it? That's why I tell my kids, paint with bold strokes. They don't tell you what kind of masterpiece you make. But make sure it's something that you've comprehended, understand, and can go. Don't give your child to that damn dentist or the lawyer on the corner that wants to go hold up a trophy at the end of the year to my look what I did. He don't care. He doesn't care. That's the scary part for me. I mean, the kid get banged up, they don't care. I played with Junior Seau. Oh. And I remember buddy. That, I remember buddy that body, body. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that morning when he, he died that night, drove off the cliff, and I called his cell phone, and it didn't click to me until it went to voicemail, and he said, buddy, I'm not here right now. Leave a message, i hit you back. And I just started pouring tears. Talk. And then you hear the stories, you hear no. all the things coming out after that. No. Do do so you talking about with the brain? Do you believe anything? Do you believe you? Do you wake up some days a little different? Do you believe uh, you affected differently by this, football? This was the day that it hit me. I got a friend of mine. I call him Double R, Ryan Rosenberg. I go by Ryan Rosenberg office all the time because Ryan like to eat like me, blow heavy. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just one of them office. The happy head. We go by there and get down. Got lunch lined up. Got got got. Kegs in the office. That's what kind of office double R office is. It was 420. We all know what 420 is. Yeah, yeah, you gonna get down. We call on 419. We set up 420 lunch <laughs> at Double R's office. We got a whole variety of this. We finna taste. We finna go off. I'm there. I wake up that next morning, 10:30, jumped in the car. I'm coming down biscuit. I just go plank. Where the hell am I going? Mm. So I pull over. I said, no, 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 no. I said, come on now. Where the hell was I going? And I look at the phone, and it say 420. I said, ah, double law. <laughs> I said, Sh where's double law's office? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, fat boy. Sam, what's up, baby? 
Hey, man, what double law office at? <laughs> he go to laughing at me. So now I'm mad. <laughs> so I swing the car, turn around, drive back home and go park. And go back home, just sat there on the couch. Double law called me by 530, said, where the hell was you at? I said, dog, I got to tell you. I said, I was driving to your office and I went blank. And I called old dirty-ass Santana, and this song bitch started laughing at me. <laughs> Santana. I was mad as hell, dog. I'm talking about car keys. You know, this car keys, this. What am I going to the store for? I, I got notes now. I got, I got a big notepad. I write now. I write now. I, I got to write it down, or I say it out loud to some old lady here. It's got, dog, I, I know. I'm right at that line, 19 years. 13 in the league, four in college, and two in high school. I'm right at that 19. They say it's around 19, 20 years when the cumulative effect. In the game we played, right. we, 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 we couldn't even go look for water. <laughs> we couldn't even drink, we couldn't even stop for water. That's all, water salt. Would, would, you, would you guys agree sitting here, it doesn't seem like you're missing a beat at all? Because y'all got me in a real nice situation where it's a trip down memory lane with brothers that I love and respect. And with that, there's so much other that comes with it, man. <laughs> you know, like when you sitting at home and all of a sudden you waking up and you like, okay. Uh, shit, some mornings I wake up and I'm like, okay. <laughs> let, let me map out this route to the to the bathroom, baby. You know what I'm saying? It's just some days are better than others. Yeah, Floyd mentioned that. You know, we some days about... are better than others. I, I'm not 50 yet either. It's scarier because they tell us as football players about CTE and that we are or we may have it or we will get it eventually. So that's the scary part. They consistently tell you you're going to go through this. And for me, it's even more scarier because my grandmother, she's suffering from dementia. I lost her seven years ago oh, and didn't yeah. know it. I visited her a few days ago, and, you know, she smiles, and but she's not there. Don't know you. You know, and you want to break down and Don't cry. Know, boy, so break imagine, your heart. you know, you, when you have an opportunity to step back, it's like, I'm going to eventually potentially be there someday. And it's sad. For me, it's scary and it's so, sad. So therefore, live now. Tell your wife, your kids, your mama, your brothers and sisters how you love them and spend the time that you need now. I mean, the, the clock's ticking. I'm 49. Right. And all y'all younger than me. So that's the thing that I was, I was going to do is you got to have a plan. Have a plan about how you're going to go about this. This is, my, this is the last question. With all that being said, the things you know now, talking from 49-year-old Warren, yes, who's sir. learned all these things, would you do everything the same way all over again? Yeah. Yeah. I'm that Frank Sinatra ass. I did it my way. Yeah. Yeah. I would. <laughs> except, those, except that night in Arizona and Jerry Rice. Everything else. It's sad. What? what about, what about the, little, the little Oh, no, dance? I do it like I did it in practice. I'm telling you, that's how, that's what got Gruden to throw me the pass. How bad I was doing it in the dog, I was cutting that thing. Boy, <laughs> boy, you saw me on dancing with the star. Boy, you boy, yeah, boy, we forgot about boy, that. Boy, don't play. Yeah, we don't forgot play. about that. You look like a man that has spent his fair share of time in the strip club. Yes, Lord. <laughs> hey, hey man, OG man, we appreciate you here, man. man. Anytime y'all want to pivot, pass the ball in the paint, let me see if I can get it done. Man, we love it. Thank you so much, man. Thank appreciate you. Yeah, 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 man, that joke was excellent, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hey, that yeah, was man. excellent, dog. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey. Ain't nothing like when the guests carry the show, boy. Hey, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up. Limitless. Biggest to me, cap in it.
I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On this vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Niggas send me kind, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up.